what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening to... You are listening to... You are listening to... Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken. Hello, welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Rick Marcus. How are you doing, Stephen and Rick? Um, how are you? Well? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, oh, good, good. Huge thanks for joining me this evening. No, I appreciate the opportunity to speak, to be honest. It's just, uh, just crazy times again, isn't it? You know, it's just uh, coming into another weird week. Yeah, not, not huge amounts has changed for me because I've been, I've, been, I've been back working at home for about a month. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I worked like uh, in a shipyard, so I've, I've been back in right through, like, so I'm staying in work and everything, so it's probably a good thing for me, though, rather than being cooped up in my house all the time, you know, it's, yeah, <laughs> you know, you can get fed up of staring at the same four walls and everything, you know, so it's, so it's all good, it's all good, you just gotta take the best out of it that you can, haven't you, and try and find the positives in the situation, because we're all in the same boat, we've all got to stick together, haven't we, really, so... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, how you been surviving lockdown for like this year? It's crazy year. So. To be honest, it's been such a crazy year for me personally as well, and it's it's been so mad. And I'm 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 kind of finding a lot of a lot in myself <laughs> this year. To be honest, you know, yes. and it's you know, there's been a lot of soul searching for me personally. So, but overall, overall, it's been okay. It's been okay. I've started reading more books and things like that and uh, try to find other things to entertain so obviously because we can't wrestle it's no. frustrating as hell because I was kind of I kind of felt like I was starting to find my groove and find myself a little bit within wrestling as well and then obviously we had to stop so I've kind of taken the time to take a step back and really think about who I want to be as a performer and mm. you know because like I say I live in Barrow Furnace so I'm a couple of hours away from anywhere so it's like as far as training goes and things like that, it's it's not as simple as jumping in a car and travelling two hours to train at night. And you know you yeah. hear all the stories when you know people travel across the country to train and all that. You know like, when I'm working the job I do, it's physically impossible for me to do that. Sometimes you know we do we do train locally with yeah. a knockout ref, knockout wrestling, but obviously um, we haven't been able to do that since March. No, you know and. Um, uh, and we've knockout wrestling as well. We just uh, we just local lads that all train together. The majority of us work on the knockout wrestling shows, but um, we don't have a proper head trainer, if you will. No, it's kind no. of you know we'll try things and you know. Ah, cool. <laughs> so, have you been binging a series you could recommend for the listeners while you've been off? Or? Do you know what? I'm, I'm I've got a real short attention span when it comes to series, so I'm one of them people where. I didn't watch Breaking Bad all the way through because I got fed up after three series. <laughs> um, I, I watched, you know when everyone was going mad about Game of Thrones? Yes. And everyone, everyone was loving it. I started watching it. I got halfway through series two and I was thinking, when does this get good? <laughs> uh, like, I, I, just, I just couldn't get into it. So I'll tell you a series I'm watching at the moment, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. Have you seen that um, Kingdom on Netflix, the uh, MMA one? No. MMA. It's it, it's really it's, it's really good. It's got that Frank Grillo in it, who's out who's the coaching warrior. You know yes. the, the other MMA film. 
AJ Drew, really, really good. It's, it's actually got Nick Jonas in it as well, so you'd probably oh, think wow. it won't be that great. But, that, but actually, he plays the cage fight, but he's actually really good in it. So it's um, it's good. So I'm enjoying that at the moment. But one of them, I can only sit and watch one or two episodes at a time, to be honest. I'm, I can't sit there for hours. The only, yeah. the only series I've ever done that with was um, Prison Break. That was the only one that totally, totally got me. Yeah, Prison Break's been on my list for years to watch, and I just never get around to watch it. So, so it's Breaking Bad. It's been on my list. And Sopranos, all these great shows that everyone keeps going on yeah. about, and I just yeah, never get the time to watch it. The, the, thing, the thing is, what I end up finding myself doing, actually, is like, I think, oh, I'll watch this, I'll watch this, and then I end up watching South Park or something, some daft shit like that, and just like, sit there and yeah. myself every, every night, you I watch know, a couple of, couple of episodes of you know, Family Guy and American Dad before I go to bed. I've seen them all. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's who you don't feel guilty when you fall asleep if you've seen them all. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> if I think, oh, no. I, so I start watching something, I think, oh, I'm going to have to think here and then don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend you know, says that a lot. I said, can you put something on, but something I don't need to think. Brilliant, isn't it? What about, about, uh, res- about wrestling-wise? Are you a, a wrestling fan? Do you watch it quite regularly? You know what? I, I don't I've, well I've got Sky but I don't have like um, BT and all that and so no. I, don't, I don't really watch Raw and Smackdown often, but I watch the highlights and bits like that and then yeah, same on the network so I watch the pay-per-views and that, but I'm not one of them guys who's gonna so I, I didn't start wrestling properly till I was 27 so I'm 32 now oh wow and what it, what it was was when I was when I was when I was a kid it was like um, coming into the Attitude Era so initially and it like I think like at that age, you were kind of spoiled for the, for the wrestling then because yeah, initially definitely. I watched WCW, I watched WCW because I was a massive Hulk Hogan fan. Like when I was really young, like the first like I, I had like a VHS video tape of um, um, Hulk Hogan's best matches, and I remember yeah. seeing him in like matches with Roddy Piper and uh, King Kong Bundy and all, all these other guys. And I remember thinking, "Oh my god, this is absolutely unbelievable!" Like absolutely. I loved it. You know what I mean? At the time, you don't know, like, oh, so and so was a good worker. It, it was all bollocks. And it was just, to me, it was just like, that's a superstar. It didn't yes, matter what he was doing. <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I mean? It's like, at the end of the day, he was putting smiles on people's faces. There's no, you know, and it was, I thought it was incredible. So I totally fell in love with it then. Mm, and then definitely. as I was, as I was growing, as I was growing up and I was getting to eight, nine years old, um, like I was living in a pub at the time as well. Like, so I like, grew up in, like the pub trade and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> and on a, on a on a Friday night, um, the Monday night wars on the English telly was on a Friday night, wasn't it? So you had like yes. on TNT at nine o'clock, you had Nitro. So I'd watch the first hour of Nitro, yeah, and then Raw would come on at ten o'clock. So um, so I'd have it on on Sky, but you couldn't have different multi room and all that kind of stuff. So on a Friday yeah. night, all the geezers pub downstairs while we sat watching wrestling. <laughs> And then, um, you know, and then it gets to midnight and then, like, because everyone in the pub's watching the telly, I'd flick something else on and my dad would have to come and leg upstairs and tell me to turn it off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a young lad. But, um, yeah, so, so like, to, to me, it was like I couldn't miss, I couldn't miss. At first, it was Nitro because I was obsessed with Hulk Hogan and, like, the match yeah. on Randy Savage and all that kind of stuff. And I, I remember that the whole, the whole initial NWO thing, thinking this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life um, and then Sting coming down from the rafters and that. I thought that was mental but then when I started watching Raw 
coming into um, like the attitude here, I was obsessed with Stone Cold Steve Austin, like obsessed. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't miss an episode of it. If my dad said I couldn't watch it because somebody, something else was on Sky that they needed to watch in the pub, I'd just cry. I'd be absolutely <laughs> gutted. Yeah, like, literally, it's a 10-year-old crying, you know, absolutely devastated that I couldn't watch it. Um, but, like, so, to me, like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not one of the people, like, so when I started wrestling at 27, you know, you, you get a lot of people to say, oh, your influences, and, the, and, and they'll, you know, mm. they'll, they'll talk about some of these Japanese wrestlers, these guys that are in ROH and things like that. And yeah. these younger guys coming through now that, like, they watch their wrestling through streaming services and things like that. And, and it's readily available on YouTube and whatnot. But to me, growing up as a kid, it was like, I didn't, it, it never got me in the sense of, like, oh, he's an amazing wrestler, he's an amazing this. It was just like, to me, they were just superstars. And that, and that and that's how that's how I always kind of saw it, you know. It was, you know, and that, and as it went on to like the early two thousands and that, and you know, like we had that, um, you had the megastars at the top, like your likes of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and The Undertaker, yeah. and then and then just under them you had them branch of people, didn't you? Where it was like, you know, you got your Chris Jericho, your Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and all them kind of guys that were kind of just sat underneath them. Mm-hmm. The, they were the real workhorses. That's when I really started to respect. Wow, these guys are incredible. You know, you know that that was the kind of age where I kind of respected what they were doing a little bit more in that sense. Mm-hmm. If that makes does that make sense? You know, it's, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying when I was little, I, if you're presented as a star, I saw you as a star. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and that and that's that, that that's what it was for me. So grow, that that was it growing up. And then, but I was one of them people where a lot of my friends used to watch with me. I had one little wrestling federation over over our local field. Yes, same. Um, <laughs> so you know, we, we, you know, we all did the same thing. We were we all in that. We had like we had this big banking at the side of the field, and we had a match where you had to get to the top of the banking, and we had broken bones. So everyone was just getting chucked down. And then it all went, <laughs> you know, it all went badly one day when one lad got put in a got put in a camel clutch. Wow. Um, Lent too far back, hurt his neck. He went ah. home and legitimately went and got a fold up chair from home and came back and knocked the shit out of this lad with this fold up chair. That was it. After that, like, the parents were happy at that point, mate. But it was, uh, you know, so it was, it was, it was something I always wanted. It was something I always wanted to do. I always had it in the back of my head. Yeah. But I played like football and rugby and things like that. And then, um, and then as I came to 18 years old, I started going on lads' holidays, doing all that stuff. And I was where I, you know, I was working straight out of school, and and then in about 2011, I think it was, I thought oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to I might actually give wrestling a shot. I didn't know you could do it in no. England, really. I, I didn't know, like, and I, I knew that like was, that was kind so, of just just before the boom, wasn't it? So it was 2012, yeah. and it kind of took off. Maybe yeah, so, as many so, schools so, as well. That well, that was it. And it was like as far as English wrestling, I knew. I thought WWE come twice a year, and like we've got a local theatre, which is uh, the, the the Forum Twenty Eight, yeah. And um, wrestling would come once a year, and uh, I'm not I'm somebody. I'm sure people listening will know who was running it at the time. But it was like it would be somebody dressed as the Undertaker, it'd be somebody dressed as a Power Ranger, yes. It'd be somebody dressed as Hawk out of LOD, and then it'll be the same people dressed as something else in the second half. And that that was like the course was like I, I thought you could get to it in the UK. So so, um, but then I found out that. There was a training school in Morecambe, which at the time, like maybe two thousand, maybe it was after two thousand. I can't remember. It was the XWA at the time. Yeah. In in Morecambe, um, and uh, um, Greg Lambert was there, 
Um, I'm trying to think who a couple of the guys were. There was Dr- James Drake was there, like oh, he wow. was fairly young. Yeah. There was another. There was another guy. Um, it was James James Drake's tag team partner. What's he called? A- Axel Rage, I think he was called. Oh, um, great! Hey, hey, <laughs> you, you know, so it's like that's. But at the time, I was going out drinking with the lads a lot. You know, lifting weights. But I thought it was. I thought I can't be that hard. This. And I went, and they had two groups. You had the beginners group that I was obviously in, which had just started. And then um, you had the main group, and they were the ones in the ring. So it was like the first few sessions, you were learning how to bump, roll, wrist lock and all that. And I kind of felt like, oh, I've been here three weeks now, and all I'm doing is reversals of wrist locks and that. And I kind of sacked it off because I thought, I, I just want to enjoy it. I thought it was going to be different in my head. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, but I was, kind of, I was kind of immature to it at that point. But I, I was just a fan that, you know kind of thought, oh, let's give it a shot. I knew there was a couple of guys from Barrow that were going through and training. Um, so I thought I'll go through with them. I say, when you, when you started training, did you want to, like, mould your style around, like, Stone Cold or, like, Hogan? That, that was it. To me, to me, it was just like, I wanted to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That, 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 that was it to me. But I wanted to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin overnight. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really do my research and appreciate what the grind was, what the, what the work ethic was, I thought, oh, it's all right. I'm in fairly good shape. I go to the gym. I'm actually looking back at my pictures. I work in fairly good shape. I thought I was, but I weren't. No. Um, <laughs> and I thought, oh, how you know, how hard can this be? That that's that was kind of an immature attitude to it. But then I went. I stopped going. I was going out partying up with, with with the lads as well. I was working as a scaffolder at the time. So then got to four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. We'd be out on the beer all weekend. And then um, and then I got in a relationship after that and. But then, like, once I'd settled down a few years, like, further in, I was like, oh, I really want to give this a go. I actually went and watched Knockout Wrestling in Barrow. Oh, wow, yeah. So, so have you heard of Knockout Wrestling? Do you, only, do you know through, only through my research for this interview. Right, okay. So, Knockout Wrestling, they've, um, they're in at the ninth year this time, uh, local in Barrow. Like, uh, and they've had some great guys, some great guys on there, like Chris Ridgeway, um Big Joe's on there at the moment. Oh wow! Then um, you, you know, Two Bit. He he came from he came from there. So Two Bit. So I started training with Two Bit when I first started. Oh cool. In about so I went. I went. Sorry. So I, just to go back, I went. I went and watched this show, and then realised that these guys trained local. So and at the time, Chris um, Ridgeway was living in was living in Barrow. So he was taking the trainings. I he'd only, I think he'd only been wrestling. Not long himself, but a couple of years, maybe eighteen months a year or so, a couple of years himself. Yeah. Well, he was obviously picked it up brilliant straight away, and he was get starting to get a little bit of traction and like getting in other places. So he'd set the sessions. So you know he'd go to really good seminars and that come back, give us the information, and you know, and it was, and it was great. So like for the first six months of me coming back in two thousand and sixteen, because in about yeah about two thousand and sixteen it was. Because I thought at this point I'd matured a little bit, I'd matured more as a person and things like that. And I thought, oh, I can really give this a go now. Yeah, definitely. So Christmas trained us for the first six months or so. And that, that was really, really good. You know, it really pushed us. You know, in, in the session, you, there's no half ass in the, the workouts and that. You know, you squat until your legs are blowing up and press ups and Hindu squats and that. And it was, and it was really cool. It, you know, that, that's when I started to like really fall in love with it. And I just couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't stop training. You yeah. know, and it was like, I was really starting to find my feet with it, you know. Um, so, yeah, but like just to go back to what I was saying, so Knockout Wrestling's been around for nine years. Um, 
they don't have a massive presence on the internet. Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of feel like a lot of it, like a lot of things are through, through Twitter and all that kind of stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they don't have a massive presence. But they're one of them companies that um, they always sell between 150 and 200 tickets a show. So it's always oh, full. Wow. Yeah. Like where, where we do it, it's always full. The crowd are brilliant. There's long-term storytelling, which is what I'm into. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, really some stuff that you can really sink your teeth into. And like I said, they're in the ninth year now. So, you know, they're doing, they're doing great. And they're, they're the ones that, that give me a chance for you. Probably sooner than I, probably sooner than um, maybe not deserve, but yeah, I was still very, very green at the time. It was only after, like, we, we started, we had, we had like academy shows where like, you know, one of the new guys had wrestled, one of the guys that had been there a while. Um, so like, but at the time, like 2-Bit, and there's another two lads there at the time, there was 2-Bit. Uh, a guy called Will Carter, who's absolutely class as well, and a guy yeah, called Will, Lucas Will, Neon. Yeah, yeah, Will, Will Carter as well. I watched all your, your matches today. Yeah, so like on his, on his YouTube. Right. Well, Will, 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 Will's a great lad, but Will's quite shy as well. So like when he cut, you know, so whereas two bits come out and he's in Manchester and he, he like he's Will's a little bit more reserved, but he's got all the talent and honestly he's so so talented. But they went. So when I started training, them guys were only like fourteen years old. Oh wow! So I turned up and they looked like children, you know, because they were, you know. <laughs> so, so like when we do our academy shows, one of them would pair off against, you know. So I started doing the academy shows, but the thing that I had in my favour was I was quite a big guy and I was twenty-seven, ugly as sin. So I was kind of like, oh, he looks like a wrestler. So it was like, um, you know, so an opportunity came where um, somebody I can't remember who it was, but like in, in them shows. When I, I started doing the security and things like that, I was setting the ring up before and after the main shows. Yeah, doing the security. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Like basically paying the dues, if you will. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect to go straight in. But then one of the shows, um, somebody pulled out. I can't remember who it was. We used to have a car come up, like knockout wrestling at the time. We used to have a car come up from Birmingham all the time, and it was um, Chris Brooks, Dan Maloney, wow. um, Ethan Beach. Um, Drew Parker, um, who else came? Ryan Smile uh, was on one, um, and Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn was on one as wow. well. So like the first, I think the first show I ever wrestled on for KLW, yeah. Pete Dunn was actually on it as well. Amazing. <laughs> um, doing a multi-man ladder match of all things. Uh, I think that was my first show. Maybe I was security for that one, but it was around about that time somebody pulled out uh, last minute, and then um, and then I got the shot basically. And it's one of them matches where, at the time, I thought I did all right. But you know when you watch it back and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, but but um, I knew they'd give me the chance based on the effort I put in, the fact that I'd get there, set the ring up and that. And mm-hmm. they, they had, like, an academy championship as well, which they gave me. And I knew I weren't the most talented there, but I think it was down to how they could see how hard I was working and how badly I wanted it. Yeah. So, but then, when, but then when I got on the main shows, started cutting my teeth a little bit with it and that, and... and you know, I, I started finding my way, and I really, I really enjoyed it as well. That was the main thing, and um, you know, and like I was saying with the long-term storytelling, it was, it was kind of cool because fairly early on, I started, um, I started a rivalry with a guy who called Sher- Sheriff Steele. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, yeah, yeah. So Sheriff Steele, he's a, like I say, he's a good friend of mine. He went through the system there, training that as well, and we started a rivalry. And then eventually, like, 
over a few years of me being the champion, him being the champion, him doing his own thing in a tag team, me doing my own thing. And we came back together and our very last show on KLW before COVID and everything like that, we had like a, a payoff, a payoff match, if you will, that was like yeah. three years of long-term stories. And obviously we went off and did our own different things. And it was like, you know, there was no massive internet coverage or anything like that, but it was like the reaction was absolutely crazy. And that was like really, really gratifying, you know, because because that's what it's about. It's about people that are sat there in the crowd that paid the money to go and watch it. That That's... You know, and um, yeah, how, how many how like, many shows a year did like um, five or six, five or six? It usually is. Yeah, yeah. So if, yeah, because so, so you so, can you can have like two months of anticipation for the next part of the story. So it's like that's like, so it kind uh, of builds yeah, like that. That's like, yeah, so yeah, it was it was it was really it was really cool how we did it, and it was something I could get my teeth like sunk into as well. Yeah, you know, it was um, you know, and then we had other rivalries there, like so. We, we ended up having to change venue where we did the shows from there because the building we first started doing them at when I started anyway um, got knocked down so we moved to this new venue and um, at that point um, Dam- Damien Dunn was the champion at the time they just put the belt on Damien Dunn it just had a real belting match with Chris Ridgeway oh, wow. um, but then and they um, them guys couldn't do the next show Um some reason I can't remember what the reason was. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever that was, they're doing great things now. So yeah. you know they've progressed absolutely awesome. You can't fault them whatsoever. But then there was a championship tournament, and they actually put the belt on me. I couldn't believe it. I oh, couldn't wow. believe it because I was fair, because I was new. I knew again it, I was still really green and that, and it was that the commitment and that. But the thing was, I was starting to like learn how to gauge a reaction from the audience, and and you know, so the most like the most. The, the time that I've felt most gratified in wrestling, though, so far, like still to this day, is when I lost the championship, as weird as that sounds. Because when when I was pinned, yeah, the reaction of how happy the crowd were that I lost actually made me feel like brilliant at doing my job right. You, you, you know, so I actually found that more gratifying than actually winning it, you know, in, in a strange roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know, so I... That's uh, yeah, so that <laughs> that's KOW anyway, and it's like it's still this day, like they're, they're hoping to run the first show next year in March, but obviously, due to this absolute horrendous um nightmare of a year that seems to be continuing non stop, is um, who knows, but like hopefully, March next year they'll get going again, and um, it'll be cool to get some more eyes on them because they absolutely deserve it. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, the last two guests I've had have come or meant to come on to promote shows, and then both shows got cancelled. <laughs> like, like, and, and that and that's it. And to, and to me, to me, it's it's really difficult at the moment to really promote anything, and yeah. because like you know, like like you said, a lot of promotion come. It, there's a cost to it as well. If you make it, you know, it's like you make posters, and then it's it, it's so hard to do at the moment. And then first and foremost, you want to make sure everyone's safe, don't you? It's you know, it's um, it just sucks, and I think people are getting a little bit impatient and everything. But we're, we're, like, say we're all in it together, aren't we? So yeah, you know. think, yeah, yeah. One was gonna one was gonna be in Manchester for Future Shock, and then they went into Tier Three. Yeah, and, yeah. and then one was meant to be in Liverpool this last weekend, and that went into Tier Three and all. So. <laughs> now, now we're all locked. Now we're all so, locked. Well, recently, recently as well, like. Jane, like from a training standpoint, I've recently I've been uh, I went that future shock a few times recently because I knew they were running again. 
Mm. I spoke to Sam Bailey and like it was you know it was all COVID safe and everything like that, so I was comfortable to go down like because because um, Two Bit lives down in Manchester now, so I did some sessions with Two Bit, and it was brilliant. I, I, I felt like you know because to, to be honest, right now something I've used lockdown for is to get myself. I, I'm in a position where it's like like you say you would have watched my matches today against the likes of Will Carter and that, and it's like mm. I look at them and I, I find it hard. To, I find it hard to even watch them because I'm. At the moment, I'm, I'm training that hard and like I'm growing my beard out and trying, mean, you know, loads of things like that. And it's like I want some new entrance music. I'm trying to work on on who who I am and what I want to become. And like because I'm, I'm I'm not a massive name or anything like that, I do intend to be. But right now, I'm not. I accept that. Um, and like in the past, I may have used excuses like, "Oh, well, I'm this far away." And it, to me, that you know, in my head now, that's bollocks. Do you know what I mean? You can, you know, if you want it enough, you can do it. So I'm trying to use this time to get myself in the best shape I possibly can. Um, because when we come back, I want people that don't know me to think, Jesus Christ, who's this guy? And I want the people that do know me, that I'm friendly with, to be like, Jesus Christ, Rick's put the work in. You know, like, Jesus, what's happened to Rick? You know what I mean? And that, that, so it's like, I'm really just trying to focus on that. And it's like, every time it gets knocked back, in my head now, instead of thinking, oh, bollocks do you know what i mean now i'm thinking right well that gives me more time to get to, to be an even better nick to be an even better you know it's like I'm, i just try to take the positives out of it now because that's all you can do isn't it you know yeah definitely so yeah. um just like so, so so while i'm on that point um the, there's at the moment i'm doing the 36 week physique with uh nush i don't know if you've heard of it but um so nush who used to wrestle for uh, GPW uh, yeah. tag team with with his brother Rio. Um, he does his thirty six week physique bodybuilding stuff, and there's loads of wrestlers on it at the moment. Um, so I went on that. The likes of like um, Callum Corey's on it, Big Joe's on it, Kev Lloyd's on it. Wow, yeah. Um, well, like the literally, there's about ninety of them, and I'd say about eighty of them are wrestlers. So it's hard to like, uh, reach Ryan, <laughs> um, Danny Hall. <laughs> Yeah, like, but you see the progress, and everyone's getting in really, really great shape. And it's like we're all we're we're all getting the amazing shape over lockdown. I can't wait to when we get back to (laughs) back to shows. Honestly, the 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 people that are channeling it right, where when they come out the other side, they're going to look incredible. And the the thing is, because we've got a closed Facebook group where people are um, people are doing the update pictures and that, you look at them, and then um, because everyone's naturally a little bit competitive. You, you you want to be able to at least keep up with them and, and like it's like but then it inspires you as well. You look at this guy and you think, wow, like in this space of time they've got themselves in this position at this position and it makes yeah. it makes you want to push on. Honestly, it's it's uh, it's so cool to see, you know, and so like, like I say when I come back I, like I, 'cause I'm I'm trying to work on try to, I think how I want the entrance music to be, how you know, 'cause how I was how I was then. I loved it. Yeah, but I never truly, I never truly understood who I was as a character. So how you know, how, how was the what was your idea of your character when you started training? And how's it evolved like over the last five years? Then? Well, to be honest, when I, when I first started training, yeah, I had that I had that initial thing where it was like I was totally lost. I was totally lost in what I wanted to be. Um, so I kind of became like the very first show I did was just a, like a, a rumble on a trainee show. So I just chucked a pair of shorts on. So initially. I didn't even have a stage name. No. <laughs> I didn't even, I was literally coming out and it was like we were having a crap beforehand and I was talking to um, Craig uh, Craig Collins um, 
uh, who's also from Barrow as well, who's really, really super talented and should be in so many more places than he is. Um, and I was like, shit, I don't even have a name. And it's like, so my real name's Ricky Halfpenny, that's my name. Um, so we were like, it was like Ricky, Ricky. And then it was like, oh, what about Ricky Cray? You know, like the Cray twins. Yeah. So, so initially, for the first 12 months, I was Ricky Cray. Were you like a mobster you know, type character or just, just the, a name? Or well, well, not really. I just I just went with the name. <laughs> so that was kind of it. So, so as that went on, and like, and then towards the like after the end of the first year, uh, I started getting booked at um, Alpha Omega in, uh, in Morecambe. Yeah. So, so like it was XWA, then it was paid promotions, and then it was um, Alpha Omega Wrestling. I started getting booked there, and then at that point, I thought, and I was also at the time I was working, I was doing, um, I was doing some Mega Slam shows as well, which which we which were useful to get the reps in and everything like that because you know you're wrestling most weekends. And I did like a camp run and things like that. Oh, brilliant! Um, so so that that was good to get, get the reps in and how to like take your time when an audience was coming and things like that and getting that organic reaction from mainly young kids rather than people that want to see uh, land on your head and hit each other as hard as possible. Do you know what I mean? It oh, was like, yeah. it, it was like, it was like, oh, Belton, I can just chop a ring post here and they'll go crazy for it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it was like, it was like, you know, you kind of had to preserve yourself a little bit. So it was good to get the reps in there. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, I, Never watched any caravan with a bunch of wrestlers ever again in my life, to be honest. But um, I'm, I'm more than happily doing it, though. Someone, do you know what I mean? You know, if I was to get put on the summer runaway about that, I'd, I'd love that. You know what I mean? But um, but it's um, so, so, so that was cool. But then I started getting booked at Alpha, Alpha Omega, and at that point, I thought, well, I don't want to be Ricky Cray because I don't know who Ricky Cray is. Because if I was coming out dressed as a mobster and doing, you know, that. I'm not a cockney, I'm a northerner, so that, that's, you know, there's, there's one thing straight away. Um, and I didn't want people to really associate me with that. Yeah. So I just, um, so so when I went when I went to Markham, um, Kieran that was running at the time, said to me, he said, oh, we're going to have to work on a gimmick. Because I, I went up there and I did a Rising Stars show, it was called, and I just had uh, black trunks on. I came out, looked fairly tough and, and um, did whatever. Um, and... It was like, oh, we're going to have to work on a gimmick. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I was thinking of a name, and I just changed it to Rick Marcus. Mark's my middle name, so I thought Rick Marcus, right? That, that you know, that, that yeah. sounds good enough. I can work on what, like, my prefix is going to be on that, like, what, what, you, you know. But then he wanted me as the grafter Rick Marcus, right? Yeah. Uh, because he was like, oh, you're blue collar, you work and all that. And I think he wanted to chuck me in a high vis and a hard hat, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, real, real man's man or something like that. Wow. I, was like, I don't want to do that. I said, like, you know, I, I work keen on the idea, but I put denim shorts on and all that kind of stuff. But then when I was uh, when I was on the camps, I met Dave Graves. Yeah, who's who's the grafter, Dave? And I thought, no, this guy's the grafter. Do you know what I mean? It was like I totally believed. So I, <laughs> I kind of tried to come away from that, and then I went back into wearing trunks, and it was like, and all the way through it, it was like I was trying to be. Because what was difficult was in KOW and Barrow, I was working as a heel and I was totally in my rhythm there. I was quite happy. But then when I was in Morecambe, I was working as a face. And what I struggled to do was totally integrate how, you know, like the great heels and great faces don't really change who they are. They just channel no. it in a certain way. Do you know what I mean? So I was yeah, kind so, of like Stone Cold was always. Exactly, exactly. Always Stone Cold, he just beat up the faces or he beat up the heels. <laughs> exactly. So I was kind of. 
I was kind of a bit lost in how to integrate that together. So that's something that I've, I've been working on a lot right now to try and work out how I can do that. I still have that same intensity and, um, you know, work within the parameters of being a face and a heel or whatever the fans want to do. If they want to boo me, they can boo me. If they want to cheer me, they can cheer me. But just kind of be an extension of myself rather than try to play this character. And that's what I've been working on. Like I say, recently I've been talking to Chris Brooker quite a bit as well, who's helped me massively because when I went, you know, when shoot ideas off each other and that, it's really cool because you get to understand. It was almost like therapy talking, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that's really good. So when, when I'm coming back, I'm, 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 I just want to be more comfortable in the skin, know what I'm doing. And because I know if I was to get in a scrap in real life, I know how I am. I know how I act. And I just need to channel that. Uh, I can't, I'm never going to be one of them guys that's hitting 450s and moonsaults and all that kind of stuff. It's not to say I couldn't do it if I tried, but no. I'm an angry-looking, bald-headed, bearded guy that should be throwing people in the railings and hitting people. Do, do you know? Do you, you know? And it's kind of refraining from that, finding who you are and really pushing on that. And that's what I'm trying to discover at the moment. It's frustrating that I can't do proper wrestling training at the moment. Yeah. Then I'm trying to find the inspirations and that, and I'm trying, you know. So, so that's where I am with that at the moment. And it's like, I've been told in the past, like, wait, when it's, you know, it, a lot of the way of selling things like that, and I like, flail me out and things like that, it's kind of like, because I watch a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's kind of, yeah. I don't really like <laughs> monkey see monkey do all over it, you know what I mean? You've got to take your inspiration somewhere, so why not take it from the best ever, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, then, but then it's one of them things, it's like, like my favourite match ever is like the, the Rock Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17. And I actually consciously watched it to see how many actual, like, uh, I'm doing air quotations now, moves they actually yeah. do during the match. They do nothing. They do nothing they, they, about they, they, punch they, they each other. Kick, punch, throw each other in, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that. And that's it. And then they trade finishing moves at the end. Stone Cold gets pissed off, gets a chair and smashes hell out of him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it was like, <laughs> yeah. well, for me, for me, it was so, so, so entertaining. And it was like, but it's the way, it's the way that, they throw each other into the barriers and the way they hit each other and that it's vicious as hell and, and, and doing that appeals to me more personally than you know, I think there's a place on a card for everything yeah. you know but but I like so, so like the attitude of growing up like things like that things like the Ministry of Darkness and things like that oh, I love that stuff so to me that was absolutely awesome give me like Mankind Undertaker and all that brilliant yeah definitely. you know um, <laughs> But don't get me wrong, then there is the other side of the spectrum where it's like, you know, when you watch these high flyers and the stuff they can do, it's absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. So it's like, I'm, I'm still five years in finding myself a little bit now. And when and when we can wrestle again next year, the places I'm at, I'm, I'm not intended on, don't get me wrong, if an opportunity arises and somebody wants to give me a shot, I'd, I'd massively appreciate it and I'd do everything I can. And I know I'm going to be in a position to be able to do the best I can for him and yeah. work with him. But yeah. when we get back for that first year or so coming back, I'm going to treat that like my debut year. And I, and I want people to notice me for what I'm doing. And like, you know, and then ra rather than rather than dropping into every single person's DMs and that, because like I was saying, I don't really, because my image and that's changing that much now, I'm also reluctant to release all footage, if you will. Yeah, because definitely. it's like, I don't really look like that as much now. Not in my head, anyway. You, you, do, you, do you know what I mean? Maybe you're hypercritical of yourself. I think everyone is, aren't they? But hello, this is RP Davis, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. All right. So, how did you get involved with obviously pro wrestling? So it was a it, it was a funny one, really, because obviously 
a couple of years ago, the guys that were running Alpha Omega decided to stop. They were still they were still doing well. They were still selling out shows. The crowd there were absolutely nuts in yeah. the most polite, kindest, loving way possible. You know, it, like there's that saying in there that it's real and Markham. And it's like, and it's brilliant. It just totally suspend their reality and it, it's absolutely great. So I was gutted when the wrestling stopped there. Another company came in there for 12 months. I don't think it really worked out for them. No. Um, so they, so they're no longer there. So um, in their la- their last show, they did a match where it was like, a, basically a winner, all or nothing match or something like that. It was and Ryan Hunter was in it. And Ryan, yeah, Ryan was one of the mainstays in Alpha Omega. So he kind of started off as the camera guy, like really fairly young. Um, and then he ended up the champion in years to come. So it was such a perfect story by wow. then. Amazing. And he got to work, he got to work some great guys throughout that time as well. Um, and really he's another guy that should be in more places and see more because, but he really found his niche in that one particular um, promotion. Um, so he, won it back, if you will. And then there was a few of them that were going to go into running it. Yeah. And um, I think a, a couple pulled out um, and then they were running an iron and then there was three guys left. So there was there was Ryan Hunter, um, Ethan Edwards, and um, and uh, Andre Decker, who, who used to wrestle uh, Alpha Omega as well in Markham, Liam, Liam Jackson, he's called the uh, real name. Yeah. And um, like all great, great lads. And then um, they actually they actually contacted me and asked and asked if I'd be interested. And um, straight, like I spoke to him about you know I, I've got a certain personality where it's like I can be a bit overbearing sometimes in some in some ways where it's like because of the nature of my work that I do mm-hmm. like day to day like say I work for a company that builds nuclear submarines and I do project management within that it was kind of like like we need. Like it needs to be run a certain way, though. I can't, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. Yeah, definitely. So, but then, you know, once we talked and we started shooting ideas off each other and things like that, I was like, yeah, I'm in, definitely. So, initially, our first show was meant to be um, May 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we had the guys booked, we had everything sorted, ready to go. And then obviously, COVID hit, so we haven't been able to do it. But then, in a in a weird roundabout way, it's kind of, we've kind of hit the reset button now. Um, obviously, in light of everything that's happened over the summer, that do you know, what I mean? we don't need to even really speak about. It, in my opinion, it's mm-hmm. it's horrendous. Some of the sh- shit that we you know that's come to light. Yeah. Um, it's given us time to really make sure that we've got all this real good, robust safeguarding stuff in place and things, and uh, and and it's given us time to like talk and see other people and you know and then the fun process is is booking the shows isn't it you know sitting down and thinking oh there's this intertwined together and then it was which was difficult to be fair in the sense that if it's just one guy booking it you can do it can't you but four different heads four (laughs) different opinions it's a bit tricky and you try not to speak over each other and I'm quite strong-willed in that way if I really believe something I'll push I'll push it you know so when we were going through it, we were like, I'll tell you what, you just come up with the ideas and then I'll say what I think about them at the end. Otherwise, I'm not going to show up. <laughs> you know. So um, do, you, do you have like a, like three or four storylines in place that you want to 
just need to... We've finish. literally got intertwining stories right right, yeah. right the way out. So, it's, so, you know, we've got, like, the core guys and uh, it's going to... It's, it's, it's very much going to be storyline-driven. Oh, wow. Um, so, it's... Like, so how 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 we're going to be doing it and that we've got um we got a lad called Ant um Ant the editor who's going yeah. to be doing the videos and things for us as well that you probably know who's an absolute great great guy um and then what what we're going to do we're going to have, you know we're going to have the old promo videos and we're going to have introduction videos and then we're, we're, what we're wanting to do is like during the shows you know like say you watch an episode of Raw or something like that and between the match like a backstage video comes on the screen and that so it's almost like the, the whole show's a production and not just six matches yeah really oh, wow. good workers if, yeah. if you will so because because we know that our main fan base are the guys 75 percent of that crowd come to every single show so they know the stories yeah they, they, they you know they, they come back because of what happened at the end of the show before so yeah that's similar to my local my local promotion you, 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 you so, and, and, and that's and, same faces every time. And, and, and that's it because you get to know who they are. But who, who is a local promoter? You're Wrestle Island. Wrestle Island, yeah. It's a, a local one. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that's what, and, that, and that's what it's about. It's the families that are coming back every time. And you can get into these arguments with people that have fake profiles on Twitter and things like that that are literally just there to troll people. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you sell it to the people that come and watch the shows and, and, love, the, and love the guys and girls. Do, do you know? And it's like... Oh, and. I say my, my five year old's missing Wrestle Island so much. You don't need to go see live wrestling. <laughs> we've, been, we've watched the exactly. same and that, and that, six DVDs on repeat. And that, <laughs> so, exactly, and that's what it's about, isn't it? That, that, you know what? What better feeling that? And that's what all the wrestlers do it for. That, well, that's what I do it for anyway. Yeah. So you know, and it's like, and if you can tell that story, you get that gratifying feeling where 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 where, where the face eventually goes over, and that in, in a long term story. It's, to me, it's brilliant. So that that's the way we're gonna that, that we're doing it. That's where we've we've written shows for anyway. So, but there is, you know, we've got the majority of the guys booked and touch wood. Our first show should be in April uh, next year, and we've got the dates preliminary booked, yeah. but we're not releasing them yet because we don't want to be in a position where we've already been in where we've had to refund everyone tickets and we've made posters and all that kind of stuff because we like anyone at the moment we can't guarantee anything no. and we don't want to run shows no. until we know 100% it's safe to do so we don't want to jump the gun because we're because we're being impatient and uh, I I think we even even if we get to a position where you can have a social distance crowd it's still going to be tricky to even do that I think and get the atmosphere that you really really want um, yeah, but I've spoken to a couple but, of promoters where you say they could ha- they could put well, before we went into lockdown, they said they could have a social distance crowd, but then they would probably have to charge like 50 quid a ticket to be able to pay this pay, that, pay everyone. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, that, and, that's the, and that's the problem. You don't, you don't want to have to ask your wrestlers to set less money and, and charge more for tickets. Mm. And, then, and then you've got the difficulty of the logistics of it where it's like you've got to have a family here, and here. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you may not be doing these wrestling promotions to make to be able to quit your day job no. and be the next WWE. But you need to be breaking even or, or making a little bit of money so you can put the next show on because you've got to live. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like what you do, got, what you do, whether it's a passion project or you want to make a bit of money, it's got to be sustainable, hasn't it? You know, So, so you know, we, we, we've got a lot in the pipeline. There. And there's guys on it that um, plenty of people will know. But then there's some guys that... Uh, 
you know, that we've worked with in other places and, um, and like I've worked with KO, in KOW and that that we're going to be bringing in that I know will get over with the crowd. And it, it's just going to be fun. And I just want it backstage where everyone's, you know, I, I, I accept wrestling, wrestling. There's always going to be a little bit of competitive atmosphere and things like that. But I just want everyone to encourage each other. I just want to be, I just want to be fun. Things and outs of it. I want everyone to have fun and never ever feel uncomfortable because I was like, not going to stand for that bullshit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I just want everyone to have a good time, feel welcome and really have that family atmosphere. And that that's literally what I want. And that, and they're the people you want to surround yourself with. And I feel like the people that we do have at the moment, I think a hundred percent are in that boat. And there's still, when, when we've gone through all the booking and things like that, there's still a couple of spots where we, we haven't booked particular people, but we're thinking so like, if anyone does listen to this and they want to go on the, the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Twitter page and they do have any footage or anything like that or want to speak to us at least, mm-hmm. more than because because we want to give people shots and maybe others haven't seen in these you know these smaller not smaller smaller is the wrong word but less um, less internet traction companies if you will you know yeah. because you know who knows it's and, and to me that's what it's about you know it's having a good time surrounding yourself with good people because I think I think sometimes particularly particularly on Twitter like it can be great but it can also be horrendous and it, it and and I think sometimes people forget it's meant to be fun and and they get antagonized by online fans and things like that or they call themselves fans some of them you know you, you know and it's it's easy to get caught up in that rather than taking a back step and looking at the people that are actually in your crowd, and then obviously uh, you got you got like the likes of wrestling, like you said there, and on knockout wrestling in Barrow, um, Alpha Omega wrestling in Markham, and what well, what will be obviously it's like the people that really matter are the guys that are buying the tickets there, and yeah, <laughs> they, they come regular because at the end of the day they're the ones that make the show what it is because they absolutely love it, but they're also the guys that are buying tickets. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know the yeah. guy that's hiding. The guy that's hiding behind a profile saying so and so can't work and I aren't buying the tickets anyway, so why bother with them, you know? But also next year as well, um, I've been booked on uh, another debuting show, the King, the Kingdom of Wrestling. That's going yes, to be that's, uh, um, Southport. Yes, going yes, to be running yes. out of Southport, as, and I know for a fact that um, that they also mainly f- it's going to be family friendly. Yeah, story, te- you know, and. And, I, and I'm really looking forward to that as well, you know. So, so I spoke to the promoter there, and there's some really exciting stuff going on there as well. So, so it's nice that um, you know we're going to be going into these debuting shows as, as well. And then, you know, but I, I want to be wrestling as much as possible. Like, and I'm, so I'm working my ass off to be in a position where people want to see me wrestle, and the people that haven't will think, "Wow, what I want to see this guy wrestle again." <laughs> so. So I've rambled on quite a bit now. I didn't even realise like 50 minutes, I need to show Ladies and gentlemen, this the butterfly of British wrestler MJ Max, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Well, so this will be my last question. So um, if you're a promoter for a day promoting a show, use a wrestlers you've worked with, trained with, wrestlers that are associated to you. If I give you a match type, will you tell me who you've done that match? Yeah, no problem. Right, cool. So, uh, who will be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Um, first person I have it in it's Craig Collins. Um, yeah. Craig Craig Collins has done. He was one of the guys that originally trained at XWA. It was back in 2011, 2012, whatever it was. And um, 
he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. He's a knockout wrestling champion at the moment. He regularly does GPW uh, tag teaming with T-Bone. Um, he's done PCW. Um, he's done a few of the travelling shows and that. And he's, he's one of them guys. He's an absolute beast in the ring, but he's quite a shy, reserved guy outside the ring. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have massive internet presence. He's not one of them kind of guys. Um, but based on talent, he's he's a, like he's, he's a beast of a guy. But when you pick him up, he feels light as a feather. He's so athletic. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Craig, and I'd have him against um, Josh Terry. So um, Josh Turbo Terry. Yeah. So he's um, he's what he, do you know Josh? I've heard the name. I've seen one, it live. Honestly, honestly, go on YouTube and anyone listening, go on the don't know him. Um, go and watch Josh Terry. He, he was on. He's been on two or five live. Yeah. Um, he's one of the guys. I think he's on the radar for the um, NXT UK. So I met Josh because I, I live um, about an hour and a half down. Well, about about an hour and fifteen away from um, Johnny Moss's training school. So that's probably the closest one to me. So when I can get out of Barrow, I go and train. Uh, initially, before uh, before um, J- uh, John went to America to train the w- uh, WWE Performance Center, yeah, uh, that's where I go. That's where I met Josh. And the athleticism, I just stand in four fifties, and the stuff he does is absolutely crazy. And it was like I did a match with him in no, Kale, I, know, I, know, I know you're talking. I know about Josh Morelli was on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh Morelli. Yeah, that, that 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 I forgot what his name was. I think yeah. So it's like I was laying there taking you know taking his finish and he was doing this uh, shooting star press off the top and I was looking at that, I was like that's a thing of beauty that you know like literally <laughs> on the mat thinking you know so you know, just so so athletic so exciting I think he's the kind of guy for that an opening match you know you get, you get him excited and um, and also in there as well I could make it a triple threat and put Ryan Hunter in there as well for the reasons I spoke about before just because how. how how good he is at getting a, a crowd on side and that when he's given the opportunity to do so. So that that yeah, that'd be my that'd be my opener, triple threat with uh, Craig Collins, Josh Terry and um Ryan on there. What about a, co- a comedy match? Even with a comedy match, right? <laughs> is I'm probably gonna say what a lot of people say here. Yeah. yeah. The first name's Big Joe. Big Guns, Big Guns Joe. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's been in. Um, just because. Probably about 90, 90% of the people have put Big Joe, Guns Joe in the right. comedy match. But the thing is, as well, I'm pro- it's not to do him an injustice either because he's brilliant. He's absolutely class, but he's just so in tune with who his character is. He's so entertaining. He's that. He's one of them people who he did the whole heel stick and obnoxious and all that kind of stuff. And But he's that good at it that people fall in love with him. You know, he's just so, so good. I, I, and, uh, I to, the last show I went to TNT as a face, and I've never seen him as a face before. And he was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we. Just, how, how can you not? How can, how can you not like the guy? No. How, how, do you know what I mean? It's one, it's one of the things. And then also, like, dead, dead quick story about Joe. Um, so a couple of years ago, I was, I was in a real bad place personally. I was, I was re- you know, was, my personal life was kind of in tatters and things like that. Which was a totally different story, and I was. And I had the opportunity to do a show for Drill. Uh, uh, this is wrestling. This is wrestling, yeah. Um, so, and I thought, oh, great, I've got an opportunity here. But um, I was in a bad way. And I went and did a triple threat match with Drill and uh, Kenny Kilban. Yeah. Uh, or Kenny Kilban. Um, big guy, big, strong beast. Oh, massive. <laughs> and, oh, strong, strong as a bull as well. 
So he hit me with an F5 during that match. I never, you know what I mean? It was scary. But the thing was, I was struggling a bit and it was like my head just weren't in it at all. And I came out as a face. I didn't even know till the day whether I was working face or heel, to be honest. And um, Kenny got in the ring and he really started shoving me and like saying like, getting in my face, giving me real, real shit. And he was doing it to get me fired up. He weren't being an asshole around like yeah. that. He was just doing it Get me fired, get me fired up like, within character and calling me this and that, and, you know. And he was wanting me to shove him, but I just mentally weren't. I, I was more likely to cry, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And it, it was funny actually because some of the guys from Wrestle Island, I remember seeing them in the crowd that day, and I was like, I was, I was annoyed because I didn't give, put myself over in a good light because I, 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 I was watching it back. I was so disappointed in myself, but I was so out of my body that day that my head just weren't in it. So. You know, hopefully, hopefully one day I'll get another shot there and I can show what I'm capable of. But that's by the by. So I went backstage. He hit me with an F5 at the end. I, I landed wrong. Ooh. No fault of him. It was my fault. I landed with my arm underneath me and hurt my shoulder. Yeah. And um, I went backstage and I sat there in the corner and I just started crying. Like, there, there was no one about. And I was just like, I was crying. You know, I was just like over, overwhelmed with everything. My head was in a bad place. So I just, I was, I was really, really low. And uh, I didn't really know Joe very well at the time. I just met him once or twice. And he came over to me, um, put an arm around me, asked if I was okay and that. We had a really nice chat. He went out, did his stick his match, and then came and sat next to me and spoke to me for a while and that. And, uh, like, I never forgot that. I never forgot that. So, like, uh, you know, and he, he just, he's a great guy. And yeah. he's super talented. And, like, and he works so fucking hard. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, sky's the limit for him, so... I keep saying I keep seeing oh, yeah. him, on, say, say him on Facebook and he's getting bigger. I said, no, your stick is that you think you're big, not that you're actually big. <laughs> so you can't keep getting bigger. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. That's, 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 the problem. that's the problem now. It's like, I've said that to him in the past. I said, you're going to have to go yourself a good shit, Joe, now. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, he, he's one of the guys on the 36 week physique that looks incredible from where yeah. he started to where he is now. And, and he's still got plenty of weight to go as well. And like, even with this lockdown, it won't stop him. No. <laughs> so. Right, the person I'd have him against, somebody that he's wrestled a million and one times all over the place, but uh, uh, Matt Brooks. Yes. Because he, he was my first match in Alfred Hager, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, in Markham. And he came out and sang the, circle, he sang the Circle of Life on the way to the ring. And I, like, <laughs> I, I love musical theatre. I love musical theatre. Like, yeah. really so yeah, I'm totally in awe of him. I think, like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. And I'm trying to keep a straight face on that. And, like, you know, and then he's throwing me in the corner and shouting, it's time for the singer splash and all this kind of stuff and <laughs> singing after the refs can't win the five and that. And he, the hardest part of that match was keeping shit together because you know, like, it's so, <laughs> so brilliant. So, yeah, as far as, far as comedy goes, it'd have to be them two for me. And um, the, the, the thing, the thing that another guy as well, though, that's like knocking around there, but I, 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 like, I like his serious stuff. Mm. Like within shows, and that's like uh, Isaiah Quinn. Yes, definitely. Um, and like his comedy stuff for me has been the stuff that he's been putting on Instagram and stuff like that during this lockdown period. That, that following like, the following series is hilarious. Oh, uh, following the following. Then the other week he did a he did a national book reading competition or something like that, and it was the <laughs> most ridiculous <laughs> nonsense I've ever seen in my life. And I was sat, I was sat there laughing at myself. Like, he's absolutely brilliant. But then when when he when he's in character and the shows and that and like because obviously we were getting the chance to kind of start this faction and that and he was going through promos and things with me at the start and that and it was like the, the way his brain works for it and that like so I won't put him in the comedy thing because um, 
it, to me, the more funny things I've seen him do are, are the daft skits yes. outside of wrestling. But I have a massive respect for um, how, he, how he thinks of wrestling and, and uh, his ideas and stuff like that. So, you know, and um, it's disappointing that we couldn't carry on with that faction, but I'm very, very sure that I'm going to be able to work with him creatively, you know, so in the near future. So, in your, so in your cool. match with Matt Brooks, did you get beat with a big boost and a leg drop? Singing as, as you're a huge Hogan fan, that would have been quite a boost. He, 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 went, he, went, he, went, he went over. He, went, he was a heel, actually. He was weird. Wow. I can't, I can't imagine him a heel. It was, it was weird. Yeah, I was a face. And it was one of the first times I'd worked face. Because um, so I was just used to working as a heel. And he, and he, he was a heel. And he, he was basically... But the good thing about the Markham fans are, if he starts slagging the Markham fans off and you're singing and that, they'll boo him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, they do what they're antagonised to do. Um, yeah, he, he won, but I can't remember how. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was a heel, I think he might. Have, I think he might have low blowed me, and then oh, wow. and then ran ran off the rope and did it, and then hit the leg drop or something like that. Um, but he didn't do it. Do you know? What? I'd love to set the whole and come back off Matt Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I'd lay there with a smile on my face. You know what I mean? It was like you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, whenever I've been on other shows with him, or I've seen him. I'm like, the first thing I ask him what he's singing, and then when he sings like songs from Les Miserables and things like that, I can't get enough of me. I think that's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. He's my girlfriend's favorite you know, when we go to wrestling. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's so talented. Right? He can't fault him. Um, your women's title match? Women's title match. Um, Lizzie uh, Styles, Lizzie Ebo. Yeah. Um, uh, I met Lizzie when I was doing uh, the camp stuff. And, um, like, you know, and she's just class. You know, I've seen her wrestle guys and she... And, and and women. I've, I've and only she, seen she, a wrestle men live. I've, only seen, I've seen it wrestle twice live. And yeah, and she knocks the shit out of them as well. She's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, and I really like the stuff she's doing at the moment. Um, you know, I think it's really cool. Like, you know, it's, you know, so, um, yeah, she's one of them. And then the other be Alexis uh, Falcon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the reason for that is like, so she, she came into Alpha Omega as well in Markham when, um, I don't think she'd been doing it too long and she'd just been at uh, RWA, I think, really at the time. I could be wrong. Um, but when she came in, I remember she was doing the, um, the first thing was like an interview or, um, or, or just a segment. I don't think she was in a match and she was so, so nervous. I remember her being really, really nervous. And then 12 months later, she was the champion there. And then um, it kind of, uh, the Alpha Maker folded and then she'd gone and done all these other things. And it's just from the time when I met her and she was really nervous to do this interview to what I'd seen the next time I saw her properly was just so, you know, like the improvements on real and, and then obviously she's getting everywhere and rightfully so. So yeah, she, she's yeah Lizzie she's and not, she's uh, the number one contender for the men's title at WrestleMania. Well, uh, there you go. The <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I, you know, and she's, and she's spot on as well. She's, 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 she's great. So, um, yeah, yeah, so Lizzie against Alexis. Oh, uh, you're like a hardcore Extreme Rules style match. So this one, because I've actually seen this before, and yeah. it was a knockout wrestling, and not enough people have seen it. I think it, I think it might be on Will Carter's page actually. So if people do want to check out what Will's like, mm. please do and watch this match. Um, Will Carter and Two Bit. Wow. Um, because honestly, the thing is, the best friends 
um, the best friends, so they're not scared of really knocking the shit out of each other. Okay, and, you let you let them hit and, you with and that well. harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like two, it's like two bit of comeback stage. You'd have a black eye and that, and it'd be buzzing. Do you know what I mean? They're really yeah. nuts. But um, and it, and it's really cool because um, because I've known them since they were like fourteen, and then yeah. they, they went from doing the trainee shows and coming up, and then they ended up main eventing um, one of the KOW shows and like, in this hardcore match. It was like it was so it was just so cool to see. It was just like so so cool, and. Um, like two bit like I know some of the things he's had to deal with on a personal level and that mm. and like for him to be where he is now and doing what he's doing is absolute credit to him and he's a top 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 guy so I'm like, proper proud of him and Will is a guy who just needs to be seen more and deserves to be seen more and then you know and then and then also Lucas Neon from Barrow as well has been training right the way through with him as well yeah and he's probably he's um, probably the most organically over baby face in Barrow at knockout wrestling um, because because the kids are just believing him you know yeah. and it's like his rise to where he is he, he's like he's like the showcase champion at the moment so it's like the, the mid-card title if you will yeah um, and, and when he won when he won that it was absolutely brilliant they had the family in the ring and things like that so for me let's say them three you know because I've known them all since they were 14 you know and it's it's really cool how much effort they put in and uh, you know yeah, so that'd be my hardcore one then for uh, cool. uh, each other. Tag team title match. Tag team title match. Yep. So um tag team title match, I'd have synergy. Yes. Um just because they're absolute animals. And like and I just like the I just like the look of them and that. And they're so athletic as well. And I, I I just I haven't actually been on a show with them. It was, this was from this was from watching them and and recently I'd never met the guy actually and then recently um, I started talking to um, Ryan online a little bit Troy Ryan um, so when I've been through to Manchester we, you know we've been at the gym together and that and he's a real real sound guy and so strong ridiculous how strong he is yeah. absolutely ridiculous yeah so, I've heard um, amazing things about synergy I haven't had a chance to see him live yet. Oh, like, like, oh wow! Yeah, I've, I've only seen him on videos, and I've mm. only met Ryan the once in the gym, and uh, but we talk regular. He, he's such a such, such a good guy, and um, from what I've watched of him, they're, they're absolutely brilliant, and um, yeah, and I'd have them. Um, obviously, you've got like guys like the young guns that are just absolutely awesome, mm. like you know, like you know, from what I've watched of them, and then. I've never seen them in a tag team match live, actually. Um, but I've seen them both. I've been at shows where they both had a, like, a separate singles, and um, and then like, I've seen plenty of videos of them, and, and they're so talented and that. But uh, for this, with people I've worked against, I'd have them against uh, the Merseyside Mercenary Squad. Oh yes, on the on the squad, uh, Mercenary Squad now, isn't it? Mercenary Squad. Yeah. Um, so I wrestled Scott Oberman when he was Seth Skyline. Um, so yeah, a few, that, that, a few name, years that name changed about 18 months ago, two years ago, just seems to click his character and he's just... just yeah, so well, I've, I've actually seen online like some like the video packages for um, the stuff that he's done there. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And the stuff that he's... Obviously, he's taking his time in lockdown as well mm. to, um, you know, really hone everything he's doing and find it. And it's so cool. It's so, 
but it's so cool to see like so and um and he's a great guy as well you know and then um obviously dan evans with him like i can't say enough good things about dan evans oh he's great he's um so I, I met dan doing like the camps and things like that and um like you know the shows and just such a, a nice person to be around just just you know and but then when he wrestles he's he's really easy to wrestle and you know he's like i say i can't say enough good things about him. I just like being around the guy, you know, he's really... So, yeah, Synergy against um, Merseyside Mercenary Squad. Yeah. Right, that'd, be, that'd be my tag team. But there's another tag team that I've seen a little bit on the internet. Like, I, I haven't met these guys either, but, I've, but obviously, like, because I've got more time to go on the internet and look at things and that at the moment, yeah. it's like, I've noticed that uh, Reese and Rogan as well, and I love the way them two guys look. Yes, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. Oh, well, do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just like brutes, don't they? They're just like two geezers you don't want to be scrapping with in a pub. And it's yeah. like, and then, you know, I, I saw like the new entrance video and, and, uh, and the music, and I, I, I think it's cool. And I think, like, you know, like I said earlier on, it's like when you're looking at people that, you know, really, really look apart and that as well, I, yeah. I, you know, I think they're going to have a big future as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's a gender match? Oh, an agenda. Oh. Lizzie against anyone, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, um, let's say ooh, Lizzie against Chris Ridgeway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Just because I, I think he'd bring the best, best out in it. I think he'd be a good, a good scrap as well. And um, and like Chris, you know what I mean? We know how good Chris is. Like, yeah. sky's the limit. And it's like, like I say, he was the first person I trained with. He's still a real good friend now and that. So, yeah, I think, I think that'd be, I think that'd be really good. Cool. I think that'd be really good. And it's your main event, your main title match. My main title match would be somebody that I've become really good friends with recently, just through uh, talking on the internet and then being on this thirty-six week physique and everything. Um, is RP, RPD? Yeah. So, so Ryan, he was, he was on he was on this pod on here a couple of weeks back. Um, absolute like salt of the earth, top top guy. So I met him in. Um, That's a great guy. Yeah. In, in in out wrestling, and we um, you know we started talking and like you know why we got into wrestling, and, you know I was interested in like boxing career and things like that. And now we're like when we're on, on this thirty six week physique, sometimes when we go for workshops, we'll, you know we will we'll partner up in the gym and things like that, and we you know we talk about wrestling, why we like it, and and, and why we do it and things like that. And yeah, I, you know it's cool that somebody that like you had a common interest with in this has like become a friend. And I think that's really cool. And because, and that's not the reason I put him in the main event. And the reason I put him in the main event is because, because he, he, he thinks of it how I think of it from a storytelling standpoint. And I think he, he's going to, he's going to be that loved because of who he is by yeah. the fans and things like that. That if he was a main, if he was in the main event at the biggest show and won a title, say, I just think it'd be crazy. So, so for wow. that reason, um, yeah, right, RPD, and I'd have him against um, uh, Sam uh, Gradwell. Oh wow! And and the, basically, you could have that main event in Blackpool, and it'd be okay, class I, for starters. I, I, um, I think RP Davis fit the same um, <laughs> You know, so so you know who, who knows. But um, the reason Sam is he's obviously really, really, really talented, but. Um, when when I started at Alpha Omega, I think about my third match there was against Sam. Yeah. 
Um, it just done. I think he just done the NXT UK tournament. I was about to do it, mate. That might have just been after he'd done it. Yeah. I just, I just before he was going, just around about when it had been announced. And I was wrestling against him. And I was like, I was still green. Do you know what I mean? Probably only about twelve months in, and um, I was really nervous, really nervous because I was used to wrestling people and knockout wrestling that I trained with and things like that. So, um, you know, we did our match, um, and then afterwards. When I asked for a bit of feedback and that, he stood there, spoke to me for a good half hour or so, gave me loads of advice. Because he, he could tell I was nervous. I was rushing things like you do when you first yeah. start and then you're nervous and that. Um, and he really, really, really took the time like to talk to me, you know, and give me pointers basically. And, and you know, and you can't fault a guy for that, in my opinion. And then um, recently in um, in and out wrestling as well, he was at one of the shows. And, and he did the same again there for me. He came and watched my match and gave me feedback and that. So, um, so yeah, if, yeah, you know, he's, he's spot on. So, yeah, my main event would be Sam against RPD. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's a great card. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so that, you know, like you say, there's a bit of a mix on guy, uh, people on there, like, you know, people, more people don't, but like you say, based on people I've been around and, you know. Yeah. And like I said, there's a few people there, like the likes of like Craig Collins and Will Carter, uh, you know, Lucas Neal. Like, it's like these guys do have some matches on YouTube and that. So people do listen and that, and are looking to give other guys a chance and things and that. They, you know, it's you know they are they are some real good guys. Yeah. All right. So um, this way, I usually ask where can people see you in the near future. So have you got any plans to do like anything video wise for fans? Have you got anything social media wise you want to? Oh, to be. To to be honest, it's um at the moment I'm doing a lot. Of, I'm I'm looking to um work out like new entrance videos, music, and things like that. So, yeah. uh, I'm I'm got I'm gonna like the thing with the plan was I was gonna speak to Ant and like try and get a new promo video together once I've got it all pieced together and where I want to go with it. Obviously, with lockdown looming now, um, <laughs> it might be delayed slightly. <laughs> But in the new year, I do plan on making 2021. I know, I've, you know, everyone says it's about that. It's like, I do plan on making it a big year for myself, like personally and, and in wrestling. So, um, you know, I'd say keep an eye out uh, in the new year. I'm going to try and, because it's one of the things where social media is a big part of things now, you know, so, but I'm trying to make sure it's the right, I, I'm, I'm trying, I, what I'm trying to do is make sure it's the right content to be putting out and not just putting things out for the sake of it. So, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But like, like I said earlier, when, when shows do come around next year, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be at that point where people are like, Jesus, who's this guy? Yeah. Or, or yeah. wow, look, you know, look how far Ricky's coming out. And that, that's that, that's kind of where I am. Um, Show-wise next year, um, you know, I've got the Kingdom of Wrestling that um, uh, hopefully going to be running their first show towards the end of February. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've got Knockout Wrestling. And then, um, and then obviously, obviously, pro wrestling as well. I'm going to be working on them shows. Okay. So you know, there's 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 plenty of guys. And then fingers crossed, you know, um, I could you know get on more and everything. And just I say, I'll just keep I'll just keep working hard and that. And you know, sky's the limit. I just we just got to all keep our heads on through this period of time, aren't we? And you know, and I think I, I, I've you know you see some things on the internet about. Brit rest being dead, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, there's loads, there's there's loads of great people coming through now, and it's it's in safe hands. You know, so it's um, 
So it's exciting, and by the time and by the time it comes back in twenty twenty one and it really hits the ground again, everyone's going to be excited for it. And I think it's time for new sh- some new stars to shine. Yeah, the, the bands people I've spoken to over the last six months, so they've, they've, they're getting in the best shape of their lives. They've worked on their career, their like characters for the last six months. They've, it's got, uh, they've got like new move sets, and it'll be amazing. Yeah. Everyone's just so well, eager. That's it, you know, everyone just wants to work. That's it. Everyone just works better, make it a better scene, a safer scene for everyone, and you know, and really put some, you know, get some joy back into the world because twenty twenty has been a shit show, hasn't it? Really, you know. So. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Yes, yeah, so um, it's at Rick Marcus. Um, Marcus with a K. <laughs> yeah, quite a few people put it with a C. So I uh, at Rick yeah. Marcus on um, on Instagram and um, and on Twitter. And then on Facebook, it's it's just an ad thing on Facebook. I don't actually have a fan page on Facebook. Um, no. So I only use that platform for my wrestling and um gym kind of stuff anyway i don't use it for my personal bits so yeah cool well, i'll put i'll put links for everything in the description if anyone wants to follow you online so i really enjoyed speaking today i'd love to have you on again in the future <laughs> no absolutely at any time i really i appreciate the platform i appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to talk to me and it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure mate